welcome to another episode of the InSync podcast, uh, the podcast connecting business and spirituality. Today we will be talking about success is never a straight line and overcoming failure. Well, 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 I guess we have a lot to talk about um, on that topic um, since we've both had a few successes, but also a few bumps in the road. Correct? Bumps. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like huge holes, rather, but yeah, <laughs> let's, let's call it bumps. Sure. So first of all, um, about the word failure, um, I personally like to use the word failure, but not because I, I associate anything negative negative with it as in I don't give it a meaning I just see it for what it is but I I don't I don't think failure is something oh my god like you should never experience it in fact I do think you should experience it but I do know that a few people have kind of reservations for using the word correct um yeah I guess so I mean there are like um, the fuck up nights that are like only going about the topic of failure to actually make it more common and to make it um, okay, socially okay to fail. I personally also don't have a problem, but for me, it starts even earlier that what is the definition of failure even? When is something or someone or whatever a failure, right? And um, if you think it's so negative, then obviously you will have a problem like labeling things like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, I mean, even I had some really huge failures in a sense. So when I'm seeing like um, one of the ventures I built did not work out and um, we gave up after one and a half years of working on it. Um, instead of failure, by classical definition, I would say yes. For me, definitely not. I learned so much along the way. So for me, it was never like, oh my God, I can't talk about yeah. this. It's such a huge thing that I did and was wrong. It was like, yeah, well, it didn't work out. Fine, let's move on. This is what I learned. So that's why I'm thinking, I don't know, it's hard to label things as failure. Yeah, I guess um, that's a good definition. I share that as well. And I, yeah, I think this is good to set the scene uh, with before we dive into the topic. So yes, we talk about failure. Um, and yes, it is definitely an event and um, situation where things didn't work out as planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it's nothing to be scared of. It's something to just to deal with. And that brings you a lot of learning and growth opportunities. So I think we can agree on that definition. Definitely. 100%. Okay. So hmm, how do we want to start on this? Um, do you want to maybe share like what your first uh, situation was that you perceived as a failure or do you want me to start? Because I think like, I mean, there's big ones, there's small ones, right? At the end of the day. I don't know. Like if it's even like if you get me started on the things that didn't work out in my career plan, so to say, over the last uh, I don't know ten years. I think this podcast will be long. I don't know. This episode right. is about five hours, and and I think for me the major learnings um, or the the big biggest failures for me in a sense was trying to have a corporate career. I so I ended all my corporate engagements between three and six months because I just learned. Oh my God, I'm not made for nine to five. I'm not made for this. You know structure um so that could be a big fit like you know huge fuck up in a sense um, so interesting sorry that i just jump in there sure. because um i do remember you being in that environment for a bit which wasn't even that corporate it was always like still you know young companies cool companies i never heard you talking about it as failure and that is one of the examples where you this where you just realize that's not for me where other yeah. people say that's so bad blah 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 and you just that's not for me i move on Exactly, but like as external things, okay, I quit my job after starting one of the, like, I think three months, four months, 
Um, so that that's a huge failure. Also, the, my definition of failure in the sense that the other company I worked for, um, I did never accomplish anything in this like period where I worked there because it was just not for me and the structures they, they had in place. I just, I wasn't meant to accomplish things there because there were so many um, hierarchies I needed to jump to actually get any proof for anything that I wanted to do. So for me, not delivering any of the milestones I set for myself within this period I was working for there, that's failure. Um, so, but for me, obviously it was great because I learned, oh my God, corporate world is definitely nothing for me. And I really want to have hands-on um, like experience and you know work for myself in a sense. Nice. and. You know, that's exactly why we are um, talking about this episode uh, in, in this episode about failure and overcoming it is because what you're describing is you had this situation and it showed you so much. So overcoming that uh, moment has then led you to where you are. And as, as such, um, I mean, I've had that as well multiple times. Um, I think I've actually pivoted my career probably um, heavier than you did yours. Um, and I, where a lot of people said, oh, that's, you know, um, that can be, per oh, they didn't say it, but that can be perceived as failure. I always thought it just brings me to, uh, yeah, closer. Where I am. So therefore I think failure is, a, is an amazing thing, actually. I think so too. I mean, especially if you learn something out of it, yeah. right? For me, the actual failure in a sense would be to be stuck in the job and just do it for the sake of it, for reputational purposes, for money or whatsoever, and not taking charge of it and myself. So that's why I'm fine with the outcome. But um, yeah, that was the, the sweet little starting points of, my, of the failures in my career, so to say. But obviously after that, there were huge <laughs> obstacles, let's put it that way. <laughs> Um, but they are all like in an entrepreneurial sense and I think they're even bigger. So I guess, I mean, this episode will be more about them because it is about overcoming. And I think overcoming in a corporate way, like the way I saw it, and it was just a learning curve in my career, what I like and what, what was meant for me and was, what not. Um, but actually building a venture and then failing with it or having problems like, you know, getting to break even or getting customers, team, whatever. Um, that's something that's actually, for me at least, was very hard to overcome in a sense what made it, uh, what emotional, um, yeah, what emotional impact it had on me. Mm. It, it does have an emo, like uh, a very high emotional impact, it, that, that I agree, that's, yeah, yeah so <laughs> makes me think. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I had uh, the first startup um, I started to build with my co-founders that failed completely in a sense we didn't really have to go to market in place and stuff like that uh, and i think the biggest thing there was uh, to overcome the problems between um, my best friend back then who was my co-founder and me because we both really worked hard for one and a half years on this venture and then i kind of felt disappointed that she gave up which was legitimate, I swear. We were so like we were so far from what we actually wanted to build. So I do get it. So that was like something I think I needed back then three months before I could start talking to her again. We are still like in a great place now with great friends. Um, but back then it was like, yeah, that's hard because you believe in something and then that what it does to you emotionally if you fail, in a sense that you believed in something so hard for years and worked your but off to get there and then not achieving it, that was hard. So that was definitely one of the first things what I learned like in entrepreneurship that's okay, mm -hmm. how to overcome and how to get back on track 
once you realize that it doesn't work out. And I think it's more or less the sentimental value because you put so much heart and soul yeah. and effort in this venture and then you realize it doesn't work. So obviously it also does a lot of things to your ego because am I good enough? Maybe I'm not the right person to do that because maybe it's me, because maybe it's this venture failed because of my decisions, because of what I put in there, because I wasn't doing the right things at the right time and things like that. So it makes you question yourself a lot, in my opinion. There's quite a big um, emotional um, attachment, especially in an entrepreneurial environment, I find, because it's, it's a small environment. You start, usually start something from scratch. You work very closely to, um, with other people, with your co-founders. And I feel like it's, it's a huge emotional component that you have to manage that you might not have in a well, actually that you don't have in a, in another comparison in, in like a, um, in a corporate context, for example, where you just realize, okay, this is not for me. And then you move on, but there is no consequences to that decision. When you fail in a, um, in a startup environment, there is a lot of consequences that you need to manage that emotional part. I mean, I guess you're more that person because you were into this environment, but um, I guess also if you lead a project in a, in, in, in a corporate and this fails and this like was a hundred thousand euro projects or multiple hundred thousand what are you doing then then it's also it maybe also was not your final decision to agree in it but at least you gave the recommendation to do so right so i guess that's also not good for your ego yeah that's true no no you're right but it's i feel like in an uh, in a corporate um setting there's always you know there's such a big machine behind you um mm -hmm. it's not immediately visible what is your action that caused the entire thing mm -hmm. in a startup when somebody backs out or something goes wrong, like you immediately see the effects. Yeah, that's true. And everyone else around you sees it as well. So that's yeah. something where you, that, um, that I personally found harder to manage. Yeah. I mean, that's a concept back of extreme ownership, but you already have yes. as a startup founder, obviously, or a business founder than in a corporate context. That's for sure. Yeah. So what was your biggest obstacle? <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> my biggest obstacles. So um, as, as many of you probably know, I, um, by now, because we spoke about it, um, when I, I used to be in consulting first, and then I got out of that to start my own venture. And then in consulting, in that five-year period, there was multiple situations where, you know, I didn't get on a project that I wanted to um or like I didn't deliver the results or uh, didn't get the promotion, all of that. So you can probably classify that as mini failure as well. Um, but that always just gave me an opportunity to think, okay, what do I actually need to do to get on that project or to, um, uh, to get the promotion? So I found that overcoming failure in that environment was kind of very supportive because they were giving you um, a lot of guidance as to what you can um, improve and also because it's a straight line like the career ladder is a straight line like it's mm -hmm. um, everyone goes on the same so um, you you can just talk to the one that is above you and figure it out how you actually get to the next level so I thought that was more like of course you know um, I felt my ego was hurt and, and I felt uh, I felt bad about myself for not making it but and I didn't perceive it as like the biggest failure that isn't manageable. When I um, founded a new business, however, um, there was uh, 
this was probably this was a huge blowback for me um and I, I don't even know where to start where i started making mistakes um because there were so many red flags so many situations where i didn't listen to my intuition to what my soul knew was right for me um and instead i let myself drive um by okay, this is cool and this is hip and you know, you should be that sort of entrepreneur, blah, blah, blah. Um, and at the end of the day, if I would have listened to what I already knew when I knew it, um, I would have prevented a lot of um, bad feelings at the end because there was quite, um, yeah, there were, there, were, there were loads of frictions with my business partners at that time. And um, so that, that was, that was definitely a failure that has taught me so, so much. I, I think this was probably one of the most transformative, um, experiences that I had. So, but because it is so transformative in terms of, you know, aligning, like really listening to what's already in me and knowing, um, knowing that and working with that and being clearer on the type of venture that I'm good at and that I want to build and all of that. So I learned, learned all of that then, but because this was such a transformative experience, I feel like there's such a huge emotional part, which I would say at this point, it's a few months back, um, I have managed 90%. There's still 10% mm. that I'm still not over it yeah. so that's yeah that's crazy i think it's also part of the um identity you have there because you yeah. you with something and there were so many things that you thought you could do so it's it takes just like you know and there were other people involved also so it's also the connecting part that somehow like for the both of us because i know our stories got a bit disappointed in the people we trusted most or at yeah. least trusted a lot and i think that's why it just takes longer and it's also very challenging in the future endeavors that you take on, right? Because you have this, like, you are scared that this happens again. I mean, I can talk for me. Yeah. And whenever, like, a similar thing comes up now, I'm all like, okay, how do I react in this situation? Is it maybe the same thing that I had before? So I'm very cautious in a sense. And that's why I think this is an ongoing process, actually. I do not identify yeah. with me as this, yeah, I'm a failure just because I failed. It's not that. It's just I'm very cautious about the same things or similar things happening again in a, like, a sense of a pattern that I want to be aware of to avoid the mistakes I made. Yeah. And, but I, I do, I mean, I think it's good to have that level of awareness and knowing, um, you know, what went wrong and then not doing it again, because that, if you do it again, then I actually think that's real failure. Like going through that experience is necessary to get you to that point. Doing this exact same thing again, what you know is not for you, that's a failure. Yes, but, <laughs> but I feel the same, obviously, but it's never exactly the same thing. So you will really need to understand what is the underlying yeah. cause. And for me, for example, speaking of that, I'm not sure if I'm 100% there that I understood what really went wrong. I mean, there were so many components. Obviously, there were other people involved, so it's always harder because there are different emotions and feelings and interests and needs. But it's hard for me even now after a year or so um, from the last obstacle I encountered um, to really pin down what was it exactly or what should I have done differently besides listening to my intuition and starting mm -hmm. to you know, change things earlier. But um, I think it's hard to, to understand what really caused it and then not repeat that part. Because again, in entrepreneurship, it's not a straight line. You have 
thousands of influences around you and factors that can change literally everything in a second. So that's why I'm like, I don't know yet. Okay, interesting. Because I feel like, I mean, you know, humans tend to um, generally overthink and overanalyze. And I think you especially as well, because you're a very self-aware person. So you always try to dig like one level deeper, like what is it really? Um, I, for me personally, I think, you know, I was also like thinking long and hard, like what is it exactly? And like coming up with all of these, you know, fancy reasons in my head, but really it came down to me and it does still come down to me. I was not aligned with my inner, my purpose, what I actually wanted to, mm -hmm. what I want to do in this world was not aligned with what I was building. And um, that, that, that I knew And of course, then I asked myself, but if that and that and that, no, it was just as simple as that. My purpose was not aligned with that. And my intuition told me this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Now, yeah. the next question is, of course, you know, what is your purpose? So if you don't know that, that's a bit of a, you know, that can be challenging then. So, um, and we talked, we had an episode on this even like that. It's really difficult um, for like, or that. But, uh, purpose is like a buzzword and that it's uh, quite a high level concept for most people um, and it's not always super easy to point out but my lesson learned from that experience was for example okay I know my purpose wasn't aligned I know my inner world wasn't um, my intuition told me um, my values weren't aligned I could tell all of these things but I couldn't I went out of it and I couldn't quite tell like what do I do better the next time and so this is what I then spent oh my God, so many weeks on. Um, yeah, that's true. And yeah. to, really? Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when we talked first and I'm like, I still didn't find my purpose. I mean, it was like last year already or before even, but I think you worked like very hard in the last year to get that, you know, yes. once you see that there is something lacking and then you feel that this is the part, the puzzle you, um, part you needed, um, you knew where you put your energy in. And I love yes. what you're building now and uh, clarity you got out of it so for you definitely this year and I always said that even when you agreed to the job in the first place um, I said it's necessary for you to get out of the place where you are now and to yeah. grow as a person and I think this that why that's why I would never say it was a failure for you because it was so necessary yeah. and it transformed you like big time and I'm not sure if you would be there now if this wouldn't happen I'm 100% not I'm 100% sure yeah I But, feel like When I look back like a year and a half ago or so, like I almost don't recognize myself anymore yeah. because there's so much that happened. But, um, and I, like for the, for the good, right? So it really shaped me. But yeah, like how, uh, just to talk about, like I want to share a bit about how I'm overcoming this because I, as I said, yeah. like I, ha I still have these 10% that are not 100% where I'm still emotionally attached. But I think the 90% of, okay, I um, need to overcome this, positive failure, if you will, was by finding, okay, I know now what the cause is, um, but then what is my actual purpose? And I, I spent so much time on this, especially in the last couple of weeks, because I wanted to make sure that whatever I'm building now is 100% me. And um, and of course, you know, there's always variations here. Um, and like whatever gets, I have an end goal, whatever way gets me there, I don't mind. Like, mm -hmm. I'm completely open to that. I'm not um, focus on, on one or the other thing, which is why I also, what I also learned. Um, but for me, the game changer was, okay, what can I learn from this is finding my purpose and 
knowing what I want to build next. So that helped me overcome that bad situation. I got that. I mean, I can tell you because maybe it's a bit different for, it's not only purpose, but what I agree on is it's intuition that tells you because I feel, you know, you know me, I always did everything with purpose, with impact. Um, also with the last ventures, I never had the feeling this is misaligned. Um, like really not. It was really something I wanted to build, but my intuition nevertheless told me it's not right for me, right? Mm. There were some little, little things and hunches all the way along and I didn't notice or I just like was like waving them away and saying, okay, it will go back. It will get better. We'll get there in the end. Um, and that wasn't true. And I think um, purpose, yes, that's for me anyways, forever I want to do, I want to build things with purpose and do things with purpose, but it's even more important to still listen because, because just because the venture is built upon your purpose, it doesn't mean it's necessarily like the right thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that there are the right people around you, that's the right cause, that's the right thing, that the way you build it. And I think what is the most important, what I learned out of it is just because you aligned with it doesn't mean it's meant for you. So I like that you said, um, doesn't matter how you get there. That's exactly what I learned as well. Okay, I also know what I want to build, but it could be that things are not the way that I thought they are, right? And um, for me, important is to realize, okay, if life's giving you this like little hatches that it, you shouldn't go in that direction, then you should listen, even if yes. you're aligned with your purpose and everything, especially if it's recurring. Yeah, I've actually also learned that through, um, you know, various spiritual practices that um, it's such a misconception of, um, of us humans that we think we have to have this one goal that we work towards and then we put all our energy towards it. And for example, could be I'm building um, an e-commerce store and then it's like, you know, that's where your energy goes. Whereas if you're, and then it, it might have, uh, it might fail because that's actually not what you were supposed to do. Um, so in, if you define your end goal and like your overarching impact that you want to have in, on this planet, on, in your life, like for example, you building a community for me, it's really being like a driving force in the creation of like a spiritually aligned world, whatever road gets me there is fine. Of course, I have um, a business right now, which I'm building, which is aligned with that purpose. But if that business turns out to not work at one point, then I'm okay to pivot the business because I'm not, um, I'm not uh, focused on, it needs to be you know, this service business. It can also be a different one if it is within that overarching yeah. goal that I'm trying to achieve. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, not. I'm not saying you need to have a goal because we know already I'm not this goal-setting person. Um, but you yeah, have end goals. You have end goals, which is the the broad. Like, I want to build a community. I want to have an impact. That is your goal. Yeah, I want to have an impact, and yeah. I want the world to be a better place for yes, sure. Yes, that yeah. is an end goal, and that's actually what I learned in um yeah in in my spiritual practices as well. Like that is an end goal. So you have a goal, but you're completely open to yeah what gets you there. And I'm the same. Like I I have an end goal whatever way gets me there is okay. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So what was the, what was the major things now, how to overcome it? Like being embedded in a purpose driven impact ish, whatever vision you have. And then like seeing it more like as a learning curve and that life shows you where you should go. Right. But yes. I mean, um, we didn't really touch it, but I really, uh, one thing, it's still hard, obviously, for me to talk to, but like, 
talk about that was like last year I really had a hard time and I think um, this experience if you really fail especially as an entrepreneur it, in whatever for whatever reason it was for me um, literally liberating to see that yes even I can have like a more or less depression phase mm -hmm. so that was the first time for me uh, and you know me I'm like sunshine person I'm actually usually in a good mood I always see the positive things in, in life I'm really aligned with what I want to do and you know I'm, I'm generally like a happy person and whenever someone mm, told me they're not like you know happy they want to change things I was just like just get over yourself it's like really that easy just change your thoughts and then when this uh, last year when this happens and um, I had my co-founder split I literally had like for two months such a dark period and it was actually it was worse than people dying in my like I the way I how I deal with death is completely different for example it was worse than any breakup it just stripped me off the feeling of me like accomplishing things of me being a generally good person so this whole breakup process in a sense with my co-founders back then really transformed the way that I was as well and it really yeah made me go through a very very hard and dark period in my life where I literally couldn't get out of bed I, that was for me very, very hard. And I think um, I never expected that from me. I was like, I can do, like, I'm such a strong woman. I can do whatever, uh, whatever I want. And like, just because like some things are not working out, it would be fine. Yes, in the end it was fine. That's also awesome. my learning, obviously. But during this period um, where, yeah, it was just like, my ego was obviously hurt, but also I really struggled to believe in myself. I have like high self-esteem. I never had problem with my own confidence, but this was a period was really reflecting a lot of that. And it took me a while to get that my strength and my belief in myself. Even though a lot of people always, including you told me, no, no, you're great. You're great. You're a good person. It's not you, you know, you will get over it. All good. Everything will align itself. Yes, it did in the end, but that overcoming and that actually getting there to a better place really took me some time. And I just wanted to share in case someone is going through this process. Um, for me, what helped most was really just taking the time off. I literally just was in bed mm. and I wasn't engaging with anyone. I wasn't responding and I really needed to take the time to suffer and to just feel the failure, mm. feeling bad in a, to a certain extent. And then just like, okay, well, I definitely fucked that up a bit. And then slowly but surely rebuilding um, things. And what helped me then to overcome it, obviously because I'm a workaholic, was really starting the next venture, yeah. <laughs> which, is like, which is also nothing what I would recommend. I think it would actually have been better if I would just have taken some month off and travel and really get my mind off of these things, reflect a lot, maybe having like, a, I don't know, like really just a silent treatment somewhere that would have been better in a sense. And luckily a couple of months before like all this clash happened, I was uh, two months in Bali which really like strengthened me in a sense that I found balance, balance um, faster. But um, yeah, I wanted to share the message that it's totally okay to um, feel bad in a sense, if something like that happens, you know, if you feel like a failure and if you're like really need to withdraw and work on yourself and work on your rebuilding your self-esteem, but in the end it will get better. You'll get yes. out of there. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think this is a very, um, very important lesson um, that um, you and I learned because I went shortly after that through exactly the same period. Yeah. And especially with 
um, someone like you and I, we are generally, you know, we, we have our lives together and we mm -hmm. are also perceived as that by other people, of course. And when people, um, like when we go through these things, uh, it's difficult for people to understand that that actually happens. So for example, you went through it first. I didn't understand. Like I just simply did not understand how you could feel like that because I never saw you like that. Mm -hmm. Only when I went through that myself, I realized, holy shit, you know, this is an actual <laughs> thing. Without, this, uh, without all the <laughs> bad words here. Yeah. Um, but only then I realized this is an actual thing and yeah. it was so difficult for me to relate to you when you went through it because I hadn't felt it myself so I imagine that everyone else around can also not relate to it yeah. and that's also what I realized when I went through it um, I just um, yeah like I realized no one can relate to it and what I did I think you you and everyone has their own ways of dealing with it you just withdrew um, and took your own space as you just described which is perfectly fine I um, told some I told people about it I told people that I feel like you know really like, mentally not good um, I need some support and stuff so I was asking people for support because I knew from the exchange with you that people will not be able to relate to it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I also actually now reflecting about it. Yes, I did ask for support, but I also did withdraw quite heavily. Um, and I remember from, when from like, especially in your case, from contexts that didn't really, um, couldn't relate to it. That couldn't relate. Oh. Yes, that's yeah. right. Okay. For example, I spoke with you like all the time because you, um, and I, I'm, Honestly, I was so grateful for you being able to relate to me because I just thought, I mean, if I wouldn't have you to talk these things out, then I would not know where I, uh, I which place I would be. And then yeah. it made me think like I, I was, I felt so bad because I couldn't be there for you when you went through it because I couldn't relate. So yeah. that's a learning for me there too. And I remember... Um, when I arrived in, uh, in Germany a couple of months ago, um, this is so crazy because I had it all together. Like, you know, in my, I was withdrawing and I, um, I was just taking time for myself, recovering all of that, but I kind of had it all together. And then I still, you know, on the outside. And I remember I was, um, I, I arrived at the airport and my mom, um, picked me up from the airport and I'm usually not a person who easily cries or also, you know, but I saw her and I couldn't even say hello. I was just crying for probably half an hour or so. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> and my mom, she completely confused about this. <laughs> because that? Is this my daughter? <laughs> yes, because she also, like, I was not telling her about what I was going through because she is so protective and, like, she would just not have been helpful in the situation, you know. Yeah. She would have been, um, she would just be worried. She would have haven't been worried, so uh, helpful. So I didn't tell her about it. And But when I saw her and I just saw my safe haven, I was just, like, yeah. crying. So that's just why I'm sharing this similar like you is, like, even if you're, like, like the strongest most put together person in the world like it can happen to you and it's yeah. fine it's you need to let it out like you said you just lying yeah. bad and you were um you were just allowing the pain i just needed to get all of these tears out out and yeah. i felt so much better after that yeah of course you, but you never told me that that you cried with your mom i didn't here now <laughs> oh 
Yeah, I cried like you crying. It's like me crying. I mean, yes, exactly. I do, cry. I do cry, but it's still from the outer perspective, like where she. Yes, right. and can you imagine, like when you yeah. come out of the out of the gate and the people um, stand outside to wave at you when you come out with your luggage I'll and stuff. smile and you like, <laughs> and I was like at the at the um, luggage uh, at the baggage uh, thingy, you know, I was still very fine, but then I walked out and I saw my mom and I was just like, oh my god, that's it. There you see what you what we are always like, especially us, like talking really about us as people, and um, what we are putting ourselves up with and showing the strength and also believing that we are strong and we don't yeah. need anyone. And then at some point it just breaks. Which I think is the most important part of all of this. If people can take that away is yes, you know, be, um, be strong and be um, independent and have your life together, but also allow yourself to feel the pain and be sad about when things go wrong. It's okay to cry. It's okay to lie in bed and, um, and, uh, and, and feel the pain. I think it's actually, it's, yeah, it's, it's just part of it. It's, it's really fine. Um, the, it's like totally fine. It's really totally fine. It's just for me, I think it was more surprised that I can experience that as well. Yes. So it's fine if it happens, obviously, but like me being a strong person, I need that. Like I need to cry really. Um, and I think one other beautiful thing was, most of the people that I shared that with, not all of them, but they had an understanding for it and was okay because I'm like, usually I'm a, I'm a helping person, right? I always try to make everyone around uh, me like comfortable helping them, supporting them in everything what they need. So during this time, I couldn't, I just hadn't had the strength. Um, mostly I didn't even check in with my friends. And um, in the first place, because I didn't share, because I just needed time for myself. It was hard also for them because obviously real friends, they want to help you, but I didn't really let them. And then once I was ready and overcome the first part, I actually shared, I'm not up to it. I can't really give what I usually would give. And actually most, most of my friends were like super um, understanding. However, there's always this layer that they don't fully understand. And I think it was the same also for you because you also did not know or like really understood back then what I went through. And, um, it was really it was really hard for me also to not be this helping person anymore and then if people are asking you to to support because that's what you always did and then you just can't so that added an extra layer and actually some of the friendships broke during that period because i wasn't the person they were usually hanging out with so to say um and even ours was on on yeah. very thin ice back then and yes. we didn't talk for a couple of months and this was part of it because yeah. i needed needed to um some time to find my strength again and, so yeah. i think actually on that note yes our um our relationship was uh, a bit of on pause because you were going through stuff and i was going through stuff and uh, we couldn't connect at that yeah. um at that level because we didn't fully we, we couldn't we just couldn't relate to each other at that point yeah. but i think um you said some relationships broke and i saw the same um in my life I found that the key is even though, you know, you want to withdraw and you don't want to um, speak about it, you, at one point you're going to get out of this phase again, right? So yeah. um, make sure that you do at least be open with the mm. other person and tell them what's going on and that you will be withdrawing for X, Y, Z reasons, which is what you did. Um, and then, um, and then you can work out how your relationship can go from there because it's also not fair to withdraw and let other people just 
you know, wonder what's going on. So have that courage to say like, listen, I'm just not good. I'm going to withdraw. Um, I'm sorry that I can't be here for you, but that is what it is right now. Um, that's what you did, for example. And, um, and, and, and I shared my feelings about that. And then we were like, okay, we can't relate to each other right now, but we are still friends always. Right. So, yeah. um, but I think if we wouldn't have done that, then who knows where we would, would be. So I think it's very important lesson as well to be mm-hmm. open about this. But, yeah. But also if you don't, I think um, I saw that with other friends. I mean, the, the way I am designed is even if my friends are not reaching out for a certain extent, and then they say at some point, listen, I really didn't feel well. I, because I went through that phase myself and I just know how it feels. If you don't have the strength to be there for others and you don't even have the strength to check in with them. So that's why I'm totally, Hey, that's fine. If you, if this is what you do, do you like, it's, it's fine. I'll always be there because I know, and this is like targeting my friends that are really friends with like two friends for years. We are friends. So it's fine. I will understand. And I'll always be there for you. Um, but, but it's just I important think, yeah, to share. I think it's just easier for you have gone through it. So you kind of can relate to it, but there might be other people who have not gone through it. They cannot relate to it. So I think it's easier um, for people to just know, what you're going through and they don't necessarily have to help. But I mean, I think just to conclude on that, because we are um, we're yeah. nearing the end, I think we can conclude that first of all, um, successes, yes, they are really never a straight line. You just have to be aware that in order to be successful, um, there are these situations where things go really sideways and they are kind of a redirection onto your actual path where you're meant to be and what you're meant to do. So overcoming failure is just part of life. Um, it's, it, happens, um, it happens in different degrees. When it happens, like where things go really wrong, then um, take the time to reflect on what, it, what is it that went wrong and what is the lesson that I learned from that? What can I do better next time? Um, what is my inner state telling me? And, and lastly, allow yourself to be sad and withdraw if you want to. Um, but make sure that you get out of that phase again as well. So see it as a temporary. Yeah. It's mind. not you. It's not who defends you. Yes. And so soon you'll get out of it. That's right. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, beautiful sharing, interesting experience um, that we've had over the years. I'm sure there will be many, many more, um, but I'm kind of excited for them as well because I feel like they're presenting such huge growth opportunities yeah without those we would not be here today we would totally not be here we would totally not be on this podcast anywhere and it's very i also want to say it's very humbling to go through an experience like that and it also i think makes you a better person because Mm. you really feel yourself in a different in a different um yeah, different circumstances. I think both of us, we wouldn't get home crying to with, her, with your mom and stuff, yeah. you know? So it brings you also closer together with people that are involved during this time. So totally appreciate it. Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Tune in next time. Um, and we will, we'll be short next week. We'll be, we'll be back next week. We'll be short next week. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys okay. for listening. Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.